0: What's up, everyone? It's Emmanuel, and you're listening to the first episode of Crypto Testers, a new podcast focusing on consumer applications in the crypto industry. In this episode, we talk to the chief marketing officer of Brave, Des Martin. Brave is a privacy browser that has been gaining a lot of traction since its launch in 2016. I'm super happy to have Des on the show, since I'm a big fan of Brave and have been using it for the past few years. I'm not going to talk too much about what Brave does, because Des is going to talk a lot more about it in the show, but in essence, it's faster, it blocks trackers and other spyware, and it even lets users earn rewards by watching their privacy-respecting ads. Before we jump into the show, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Zango. Zango is one of my favorite crypto wallets out there. That's why when we planned the podcast, I immediately reached out to them. Zango lets you buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other assets in a safe and simple way. Even more importantly, it removes all the typical complexities related to private key management without compromising the ownership of your coins. In essence, with Zengo, you never risk losing your private key. It achieves that by leveraging biometrics and other really cool tech that you can read about on our website. It also has one of the nicest user interfaces. Check it out at zengo.rocks slash cryptotesters or find it in the app stores. Des, thanks so much for joining the podcast.
1: Great to be here, Emmanuel.
0: And I hear some birds singing in the background. What's that about?
1: Yeah. um, So one of the uh, interesting side effects of this COVID-19 world that we live in and I'm being uh, semi-quarantined in North London. um, uh, I'm recording this from our back garden, which is, it's kind of nice to be able to get out into nature and and hear some birds tweeting. But I also have a a two-year-old son making lots of noise inside. (laughs) And it was a toss up between a two-year-old screaming and some birds in the background. So I I thought your audience would much prefer to hear um, some birds singing.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, And me included. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on the show because you tweeted the other day something really remarkable. The tweet went quite viral. You tweeted that Brave gained 1 million new users in March alone. So I think Brave is one of the only companies that's doing fine despite the crisis. And I can't wait to hear more about all of that. But maybe before we go into it, can you maybe talk a bit about your personal background and how you joined Brave?
1: Yeah, sure. Happy to um, uh, share some, some of my background uh, before we do um just to, to um let you know we actually added 1.3 million new users in march so we are very lucky and very fortunate to be booking the trend of what's happening globally right now my own background um can be grouped into a couple of, of different areas um I, you know i come from a digital marketing background working at tech companies and in particular high growth tech companies and startups um i uh, ran a digital marketing agency in Dublin for six and a half years. After that, I joined Qualtrics, who are a, a customer experience and um, a research uh, company. They provide software for pretty much all of the Fortune 500. Um, then went on to work for Perkbox, who are one of the um, uh, kind of best known names in employee engagement in the UK. Um, you know, helped them on their growth journey. And um, uh, about a year and a half ago, I was very lucky to join Brave. Before joining Brave, um, I got to know uh, Brendan Ike, the, the founder, and we caught up when he was in, uh, in London. And uh, I've been really interested in Brave as a project and what Brave is trying to do. And um, when Brave set up a London office in, in middle of 2018, I uh, threw my hat in the ring, as they say, and I'm really lucky to have been, um, you know, been able to become part of the team. And, and to take a step back and an extension of what you mentioned um, you know what drove me to join brave um, I was lucky that you know coming on the back of a number of successful uh, startups I, I had quite a few options and um, I, I think some of the key things that that fed into um, why I was attracted to brave um, and the first one is purpose you know there's there's a real sense of purpose to what brave is doing and I think maybe it, it you know, it, it varies with people, but I think most people reach a certain point in their career where, you know, doing something that you know you can really get behind and that matters is important. So, so purpose was was a big one, and then my own experience with um, digital marketing and growth and tech companies, it, it it made me aware of a couple of things which I was somewhat uncomfortable with, and the first one is the. the you know, the web has become a gigantic dragnet, a gigantic, you know, like, it's like a trawler gathering personal information uh, of people. And there's kind of a, uh, you know, there has been, uh, I suppose, an approach where people go, well, you know, if they give, if I give away my personal information and I get back a whole range of different services, what's the harm? But, Having been at the coalface of that, you know, I became more and more uncomfortable because you know we don't really understand the externalities yet. We don't fully understand what the blowback is going to be from so much personal information being spread around the web, and who controls it, and what do they do with it, and um, how is that manipulated, and will somebody influence an election, or will somebody be able to get large groups of people convinced to do something that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise done? Um, there's, there's, there's a real uh, challenge there. And the other area that I became very aware of or very, um, I suppose, tuned into, we have a lot of content creators um, and there are a lot of um, you know millions, tens of millions of people um, putting huge effort into creating videos, music, art, all manner of different things. And it's really hard to monetize it. Um, and we also have people putting you know, huge amounts of time into platforms and they get nothing back. Um You know, people can spend four, five, six, seven hours a day on certain platforms, which is not good for your health, but people are spending a lot of time and they get nothing back because they are the product. So this whole um system is, is you know, it, 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 the, the closer I got and the more I looked at it and the more I, I thought about it, it's it's broken. Um and, and that's where the purpose bit came in. It was like, okay, there's... You know, I would like to be at least a small part of the, um, you know, an effort to try and rebalance things. So that was in a very uh, kind of long-winded way how I um, ended up working at Brave.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it must have helped that the founder of Brave is Brendan Eich, who is a legend in the internet community. He uh, created the language JavaScript, he co-founded Mozilla Firefox, and yeah, Mozilla being one of the largest browsers out there, so who could put it better off than, than him, I suppose. But could you maybe explain what Brave is to people who have never heard about it, how it differs from other browsers like Chrome, and yeah, really how it works from a user experience perspective?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm happy to. So uh, Brave is a next-generation web browser. And again people often forget that it's been a long time since we had any innovation in the browser space so chrome and and firefox are nearly 14 and 18 years old respectively and um, that's a long time for something to stay relatively static the, the tech space prides itself on disruption and innovation but strangely browsers haven't really evolved that much and um uh, why have they not evolved and what what are current browsers Um, they're obviously a window on the web and that's what users see and what users perceive, but they are also a vacuum tube for your data. So they are sucking up the data of um, users across the web and and then selling it to third parties or sharing it with third parties and, and who are those people and what do they do with it and where does that end up? You know, we don't really um, have a full handle on that. So, um, you know, we, we have a, a system that hadn't really been innovated on for a period of time. And with Brave, what we want to do is bring some key innovations. So the first one is uh, you know, a user's personal information doesn't leave the device without their consent. So that's privacy, um, proper online privacy. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, there's, there's growing reasons why that's become particularly important. Um, but it also feeds into the second point, which is user experience. So when you're surfing the web and you're downloading all of this spyware and digital junk as you go from page to page, it, it actually chews up a lot of um, battery. It, it it costs you money in data because you're downloading more data than you ordinarily would. And it it slows down your experience. And that's a big one. Um, people that use Brave can see up to six times the speed of other of some of the other big browsers, and that's that's a noticeable difference. So you have privacy, user experience, and then the final one um, we've introduced a thing called Brave Rewards, and we want um, both users and creators um, to be able to monetize and and share in the value that they create. So with Brave, we have a private re, privacy respecting ad platform. Which I will maybe come back to and explain in a moment, but the the ad platform, um, if a user opts in, um, they are able to get paid for their attention. So if you uh, receive ads, you'll get paid for those ads, and the users can then uh, uh, either tip or donate or in time pay those funds back for uh, to content creators and pay for online services and and reward um, creators and people across the web so the, the bigger picture is looking at a holistic and and new way of funding the web mm-hmm. so that um, you know we're not reliant on a, a digital advertising system which is hoovering up information, uh, you know, and and, and selling it uh, wholesale across the web. So really a new way of funding the web and a new way of looking at what the web should be.
0: Could you explain how Brave ads differ from other ads that we see on the web? Uh, Yeah, again, from the user experience, but also um, why exactly they are privacy respecting?
1: Yeah, so this is a really important point. So... If you look at the existing digital advertising model, um, when an ad is served, the first thing that happens is your personal information is sucked out of your device and shared with third parties across the web. And then a relevant ad is sent back down and served on the web page. Um, so that's the current model. But it means that your personal information and what you're doing on that page and your browsing history and everything else is being firehosed to a whole range of third parties. But with Brave your personal information doesn't leave the device. So we bring an ad catalog to your browser and the ads are matched locally. So the ads are matched in your, uh, your phone, your laptop or your desktop. And that matching means that, um, you can get a, a relevant, uh, a, a ad that's appropriate to, um, you know, you know, what, what your interests would be. Um, but you are not you know fire hosing information wholesale across the web and and it sounds um you know uh, you know but it's what we're looking at here is something that fundamentally changes uh, online advertising so that it it moves from a um uh, you know a system whereby um you know it, it's there, there is less surveillance on people and there is more free choice. Ultimately, that's the direction we're moving in.
0: Yeah, I think this concept of paying users for their attention, it's really a game changer. And I think we're going to see a lot more of it. Like I observed myself, I'm donating to new websites like Wikipedia or the Human Rights Foundation, which I never did before. I think mainly because it's quick, like the wallet that's built in in Brave You can just pay with one click to any website that's uh, officially registered as a Brave publisher. That's much faster than, for example, typing in your credit card details, which introduced a lot of friction into the donation process. But yeah, also because that money that you receive from Brave ads, it's essentially free. So users, I think, are much more willing to give it away.
1: Um, yes. Um, well, I suppose, you know, it's it's people being rewarded for their attention. And that's that's an important bit. So, um, you know, there, there are, as I mentioned earlier, there are platforms that people put lots of time and effort into, and they get nothing back because they are the product. But with Brave, if you put time and attention into something, and it's of value and it's of use, you should get rewarded. And obviously, um, you know, we're working on a system whereby publishers get rewarded, and all the parties, you know, advertisers get to speak directly to users. Publishers get rewarded, and there's a much healthier ecosystem where money flows around, rather than the current system, which is um, very favourable to some large tech giants. And you can see how favourable by looking at their um, stock price. Maybe, maybe things have taken a bit of a hit in the last few weeks, but you know, the Fang stocks were. The, the biggest names and the most valuable names in the biggest stock market in the world, so it, it shows you where the, the all the value was accruing, and it wasn't going to the smaller content creators or the, 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 the smaller publishers, and um, you know they're getting squeezed, and, and we really need to redress that.
0: You've just mentioned Brave as an ecosystem. so you have the users on the one hand who have the browser on their phone or on their computer, and then you have the advertisers who distribute the ads to Brave users. And lastly, you have Brave publishers, right, who are registered with you as publishers, and then they can receive uh, donations from Brave users. Can you share uh, where you currently stand with all of this? Like, who are the most popular publishers? Um, Who are the brands that are advertising on Brave and maybe, yeah, also user statistics?
1: Yeah, um, sure. So there's a a lot to cover there. On the publisher front, we recently passed over 500,000 Brave verified publishers. So these are publishers who have um, taken the time to verify their uh, website or their YouTube account or social media account, um, and they are eligible to receive um, uh, tips and donations from Brave users. Um, So that side of things has been growing exponentially over the last while, which has been great to see. And some of the marquee names that we have in there are some of the bigger names that people would know uh, Wikipedia Khan Academy um, recently um, we've been encouraging our users to support Khan Academy they have seen a huge rise in um, usage um, and their server costs have gone up quite a lot as a result because um, you know kids who are aren't at school and are housebound um, are using Khan Academy so um, it's been great to be able to uh, in our in, in a way support them and, and um, uh, you know, h- help their help them grow in this time, um, and there are you know a number of well-known publishers: Washington Post, The Guardian, and they are all receiving uh, tips from 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 brave users. Um, so that that ecosystem is growing um, really well. We mentioned at the outset, um, users. So we have thirteen point five million monthly active users and four point three million daily active users. So um, we're really pleased with that, and we're proud of the progress we've made. But we're under no illusion that in the browser space, you know, we, we want to go bigger and we, we want to become a uh a um you know a substantially bigger uh user base um, for the ecosystem to, to continue to flourish. And and then on the advertising side, um we've run over a thousand um campaigns with, with a whole range of different brands. Um uh you know, they 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 vary. Um, you know, you've had you know, some well known names from Itaro to, um, uh, you know, a, a whole range. I'm pulling a blank on some of them there, but as I they think come Amazon, back to later, they
0: Amazon recently and Revolut,
1: yes, yeah, we, we, we've had, um, yeah, some we've been very lucky that we've had some, um, some well known names advertising on the platform.
0: Yeah, awesome. Could you explain why you chose to create your own token, the basic attention token, which? users receive uh, instead of going with a cryptocurrency like ether or bitcoin or any of the others
1: um yes so um i, I think the the important thing is um uh, like value transfer and how you how we transfer value between those parties that are mentioned so you have advertisers publishers and users and um you know to date the traditional finance system it's very hard to make small transfers between parties quite expensive uh, a setup in the background where uh, you know amounts are flowing between uh, many different third parties so it's it's a quick, efficient way to transfer value between publishers, advertisers, and users. and when we created the the token, it gives an opportunity for for that value to flow between each of the different parties
0: it must also have helped in terms of bootstrapping the ecosystem no? uh, distributing some tokens to users to kind of yeah incentivize them to download the brave browser and stuff like that
1: um yes it's um i, I think it's something that people associate with brave um and um it's 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 definitely um you know our approach and how okay. we look at, um, you know, creating a better web uh, right. and really looking at how, and, and, you know, we like to think of, um, uh, you know, the, the the basic attention tokens as, you know, it, we try to keep it really simple for, for our users. So it's kind of like a frequent flyer mile. So as people um, surf the web, they're earning these tokens and they get to share them back. And that's, you know, we, we try to keep it really simple and try to keep it, um, Uh, as something that everybody can understand and participate in.
0: And you're building an ecosystem around the token, I believe, right? At the beginning, you could only receive bad tokens when you were watching ads, and then you could only spend them on certain websites. Nowadays, users can even withdraw them to an exchange, if I'm correct.
1: Um, Yes, if people want to, and if they go through um, the... Uh, The the, the process, yes, they can withdraw their their basic attention tokens. Um, Yes, we would like to see the ecosystem flourish over time. Um, So uh, watch this space, but we we do intend to create a lot more utility, and that's the important thing, that word utility. We want to create opportunities for people to uh, spend uh the 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 tokens they've earned which they have got on the back of the the attention that they have they have spent in a whole range of different areas so so watch the space there should be some exciting developments coming on that in the in the coming months do you think
0: publishers would be interested to let users pay for content in exchange of the basic attention token or is that
1: um Yes, um, and we have done a number of um, uh, pilots in that space. So we've done stuff with Barons, um, where people are able to pay for newsletters with BAT um, or, or get rewarded with newsletters for BAT. And um, we have also had a partnership with uh, Cheddar, the news site, whereby people would be able to pay with um, basic attention tokens and get a, um, a you know free access to, to a range of content. Awesome.
0: Now we've talked about the basics of Brave and the basic attention token. And could you share a bit about the business model of Brave? I know that you have received some money from investors and you obviously also received some proceeds from the ICO, but yeah, you how, how do you earn money and how is that gonna change in the long-term?
1: Yeah, great question. Um so uh, I've mentioned our privacy respecting ad network. So the, the way that works when an advertiser spends we'll just pick an arbitrary figure of 100 um, euros if a user if, if an advertiser spends 100 euros um through our uh, we have a number of ad formats but um if we look at our upcoming publisher ad format um uh, 70% of that ad spend will go to publishers Fifteen percent goes to users, and fifteen percent goes to Brave. So we we take a small um, a percentage of the ad spend um, for setting up and supporting the ecosystem. Um, so ultimately, our model is that as the uh, system grows and as there is value created, we will take a small a small share of that.
0: Interesting, and yeah, I obviously looked at monetization of different browsers and. There was Netscape a long time ago, one of the first browsers. They were charging users actually a lump sum, $50, I believe, for the browser. But then obviously, big tech players entered the game, Google, Microsoft with Internet Explorer, and they didn't need to monetize the browser directly. But yeah, they they built ecosystems of products like... Google built Google Doc and Google Search, and, well, Google Search was before the browser, but, yeah, they built all these products around the browser. Do you think about doing the same thing, maybe about building privacy-centric products like messaging apps, or that sort of um, Are you focusing on the browser?
1: Well, there is still so much we can do with the browser. Um, you know, the, the, the browser... Uh, it, it, and potentially go back to becoming a super app. A lot of things have been taken out of the browser and broken into different apps on, on your phone. Um, but a browser with a wallet that enables you to do a whole range of things you would have done in other apps is, is very powerful. So, um, you know, you're talking about a, a browser with a wallet that enables you to surf the web, earn, pay, um, your whole digital life and your whole digital earnings and spend can all be done in in one place. So that's a huge, um, uh, you know, undertaking, and, and that's our you know that's our, our our main focus in terms of would we set up a a series of you know brave related products in, in in the way that Google did. That's not on our that's not on our horizon.
0: Is there pressure from your investors to become profitable in the near future? Or do they let you do and grow
1: um, well, our ad platform is growing um, and our user base is growing um, really fast so we're very lucky that um, because we have all that growing in the right direction and um, things are looking things are looking really healthy
0: That's cool do you think a privacy browser can become mainstream like a Google Chrome or something or is that a, a niche that is kept at a certain number of users and if yes what would that number be do you have any estimates there
1: um so you mentioned a privacy browser we just want to build a better browser we want brave to be a better browser than any of the competition than anything else that is on on the market and i think if, if we can succeed in that um i i think we have a really good shot at growing and and, and becoming the, um, you know uh you know a, a sizable player in the market and you mentioned you know what does growth look like um, you know uh, thankfully and we've been very lucky once you get beyond a certain number of, of you know a couple of million you're you're into uh, a, a different uh, space in the in the in, you know in, in the browser world there there are many browsers with less than a million users there are very few browsers with you know more than 10 million users and then there's only a small number with more than 100 million users and ultimately you know we want to continue on that journey to 100 million users that that's that's an important um uh you know it's not just an important milestone for us as a company but it means that our vision for a better web where there is a better distribution of value and a better uh, kind of ecosystem um, can can be realized and there are some
0: strong network effects at play, you know, with like more users, you attract more advertisers and more advertising revenue means more publishers registering uh, for a brave publisher ID, I guess. Uh, do you see these effects at play at the moment?
1: It, m- most definitely. Uh, and what we see with brave users, they are better educated, they are tech savvy, they are well paid. Um uh, you know, and they are, are people that are quite hard to reach with many of the traditional advertising uh, formats. So when advertisers come to Brave, they get, you know, to reach an audience of people they normally wouldn't be able to reach. And what's more, those people have opted in and are opting in to uh, to, to, uh, to participate. So it's a very different, uh, it, it, you know, experience from an advertiser point of view, you get quality people who have opted in to hear from you. And and thankfully, that's proving to be a very um, a strong draw um, for, for, for brands and advertisers.
0: Yeah, good point. You mentioned that users have to opt in to receive ads, so they're not opted in by default.
1: That's correct, yeah.
0: So how large is the percentage of users who opt in to receive ads? Is that the majority or...?
1: um it, it's a sizable number I, i'm I'm not sure if we've shared that publicly, so I, I want to be careful about um uh, releasing that that information but it's a sizable number and it's growing all the time
0: interesting and in regards to geographies, are you growing faster in emerging countries maybe because they actually view it as a source of revenue or is is it more um yeah the u s and europe the where are you um, growing fastest So
1: our, our, our split um, uh, is very heavily North America and Europe, and that's that's the lion's share of our of our user base. And um, we do have um, a strong user base, you know, a, a distributed user base around the rest of the world. Um, but we have we've put a lot of effort, and particularly um, you know the, the side of the house that I look after, our growth um, on, on growing in North America and Europe. You know ultimately, in our early phases, we're building a, a an ecosystem of users, advertisers, and publishers and the the brands and the advertisers they want they want to reach people in North America and Europe. that's their you know initial initial preference
0: okay and how do you market the browser to users? I mean, we've talked about the network effects and sort of a lot of organic growth, I suppose, but do you take any Measures to accelerate that dynamic?
1: Yeah, well we have a referral program um, which has been very uh, uh, good for us, and it, it enables um, uh, publishers and and content creators to uh, to refer people over to Brave. and if those people you know continue to use Brave and become what we call an active user, they will get rewarded with some uh, some basic attention tokens. And that's been a good, strong uh, driver of growth another area which is um hard to quantify but um every time there is a data leak every time a large corporation um does something and the public finds out about something that they're uncomfortable with you know we, we see our user numbers uh, go up and i suppose the um, you know, people are being educated slowly uh, uh, and over a period of time about some of the things that are going wrong. And when they uncover that and they look for a solution, um, we're lucky that that Brave, you know, is one of the solutions people opt for.
0: And you're also helping to uncover those privacy breaches, I believe. Now I saw some articles in the Washington Post where you guys, yeah. Discovered um, some some stuff going on with with Google or something GDPR.
1: Um, yes, there's been a, a number of things. Um, uh, yeah, I, I suppose you know. Ultimately, we're, we're trying to create a better web, um, and in areas where we see stuff that um, is uh, is worth calling out, we, we have done that.
0: Yeah, I think it's very important that there's a player that kind of watches what these players are doing because it's very tech-heavy. Most like common people wouldn't understand what's going on there. And there needs to be someone with an understanding of how browsers work and how the advertisement world works that can um, help policymakers to discover when, when something like that is going on. So, yeah, I'm very happy that you guys exist.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Um, let's talk about... Yeah you recently announced um an integration of a little widget where users could buy cryptocurrency like kind of integrated into the browser i haven't seen it myself because it's um not yeah included in the in the browser yet it's it's upcoming release but yeah you decided to go for the Binance exchange there could you explain why you went for Binance instead of another big exchange like Coinbase or Kraken, which are, you know, based in the US and closer to you guys.
1: Um, uh, I, I think Binance are global. Um, I think it's important, you know, with a global product, you want to find another global product to um, uh, to 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 work with. In in terms of how Brave releases new features, it's worth mentioning we have a a, a series of browsers and anybody can download them. We have nightly dev beta, and then main release. So um, uh, as things are, are, are tested and moved through, um, you can see new features being piloted. So people, most people will use Brave Browser main release. That's what's available on, on our website. But if you do a search, you can find, we, we do make it available that you can download earlier versions of Brave, but they are very much for testing. So if you want to get early insights into products, you could download Brave uh, uh, um Dev or Nightly. So that's Brave Development or, or Nightly. Um, yeah, I, I don't have an awful lot to say about the um, the, the Binance partnership. There is a uh, blog post up on our website that kind of gives a good bit of um, detail around that partnership and um, people will be able to uh, see it in the browser within a couple of weeks.
0: But it's basically about giving convenience to users and maybe – um, sucking more people into the crypto ecosystem and by making it easy for them to to buy cryptocurrency.
1: Or yeah, um, as I say, it, it, if you have a look at the blog post, it'll give you an insight into um, where that's where that's going.
0: Cool, cool. Okay, um, yeah, I yeah, given the current Corona crisis, I was also uh, wondering how you guys are doing at the moment. You have always been a remote company. So probably you are better prepared for this um, yeah, unfortunate event than other companies. Can you share a bit um, how the crisis has impacted you as a company?
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, we, we are remote first. Now we have an office in London and we have an office in San Francisco and we have some hubs in different parts of the world. Um, but the, the switch to remote working has been pretty seamless um you know the tools we use um the, the 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 approach and how we work together is is well suited to remote so we haven't seen any disruption or any shock in terms of you know a big change coming through um so uh yeah i think once again i suppose brave has been lucky in terms of the the global picture and people switching to a work from home world and An interesting trend we've seen as people switch to working from home, they have brought um, and they've started to use Brave. So, you know, part of that, you know, increase in growth that we mentioned in March is people working from home and taking a look at the tools they use, the setup they have, and how they do things. And and Brave has been a a beneficiary of that trend. Um, So the the work from home trend has benefited Brave, but also the remote working trend uh, meant that, you know, we haven't really had to to um, to change anything or go through any dramatic um, you know period where there was a lot of uncertainty. We just kind of transitioned uh, very smoothly.
0: Yeah, I was a bit surprised when I saw that the user numbers had increased by uh, so much in March because I didn't see the direct correlation between the crisis and users wanting a new browser, but. I guess yeah, it makes sense they they're looking for better tools to work from home, faster internet and uh sorry faster faster browsers and the whole bandwidth uh issue that that you mentioned earlier it must um, yeah exactly be in and favor. those
1: things those those things you mentioned and become particularly important so um uh there there are other trends at play where people have you know their kids are spending more time on the web and you know, we see a trend where parents are very conscious of okay, if my kids are going to be spending time on the web in a browser, I want it to be one where they're they're not tracked, and I want it to be um, one where there is, um, you know, a, a little bit more, uh, um, you know, privacy and control versus what you would get with with some of the other browsers. So you have you have a, a parental side where people are looking at their parents spending more time on the web, and then you have people working from home, and both of those trends are are um, playing in Brave favor.
0: One of the features that I really like about Brave is the integration of the Tor network. Um, Yeah, Previously, it was really hard for users to use Tor. They had to download a separate browser, and I think many people didn't do it for that reason. You have integrated it into the main product. People just have to open a private window, and by default, I believe it, it uses Tor, so... Um, it hides your IP address from um, web, any website, essentially. Yeah. Do you plan on uh, building upon that feature, and or, or what other what other um, privacy features are you planning? If, if you can um, share that.
1: Yeah. So I, I can't um, share too much, um, but what I will say is, um, you know, we put privacy uh first and we are always looking at ways to improve that and add new features
0: cool okay i believe that's a good way to end this conversation i really enjoyed it where can people follow you
1: um well well, first and foremost if people are interested in brave and if they haven't tried already please go to brave.com and download the browser um take it for, for for a test drive um you know we hope you'll you know really see the benefit of anybody who, who who does that um in terms of myself um Twitter is probably the best place to um, uh, to hear my my thoughts and and, and tweets um, and you can find me at d e s s i e underscore martin so desi underscore martin on twitter um, and um, if people have any questions or anything that that follows on from this, feel free to um to drop me a tweet. Um, and either respond there or through a DM, I'm happy to to continue conversations.
0: Yeah, I can confirm the Brave people are extremely responsive on Twitter. Sometimes the CEO himself uh, does some customer support when people have issues. So uh, Twitter is definitely a good place to reach out. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. I... On, on that note, um, just to give some some background. So Brave is a privacy browser. So we don't track our users and we don't, um, you know, have analytics that work out what people are doing. So it's important for us to be responsive on Twitter because that's how we get feedback on the browser on on what you know needs to be tweaked. If somebody's having an issue or what people want. So um, uh, people often don't realize that part of being a privacy browser is we have to find other ways to engage with the community and get feedback and understand what adds value.
0: Thanks so much, and big respect for you guys. I remember the first time I we talked. I was in Helsinki at a conference, and you were yeah at the very start of this whole experience. And I think you told me you'd be extremely happy if you reached one million users by the end of the year, and now you have thirteen million users. So, congrats! And yeah, Thank hopefully you. next time we speak, you have a hundred million users.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm I'm hoping for. That's the um, that's, that's the goal. Uh, Hundred million is definitely the goal up on the uh, uh, on the wall, so to speak, and and hopefully we'll get there in the coming years.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Des. Bye. Great. Great to speak. Thanks, thanks, Emmanuel.